0: Ryan, welcome back to Ryan, the show, brother.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, man. I had a fucking blast the last time we spoke, and there's been plenty of shit that's gone down since then, so I don't think we're going to have any shortage of shit to talk about tonight. But, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yep, I was glad to have you here, and I had a great time with you here last time. was the first time we talked, uh, and I was going back through, and, you know, I have to set up guests on the show. I was like, yeah, you know, I need to get uh, Ryan back on. And I'd seen you on Twitter a little bit here and there. Uh, how's life been treating you since then? Also, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas season.
1: Absolutely, man. The Christmas spirit is infiltrating my heart and soul. I love Christmas time. I don't get these faggots that shit on Christmas, like the Grinch spirit. I don't understand it whatsoever. I get happy and childlike every fucking year when Christmas comes around. But it's been great, dude. Uh, The Ryan Harkness show, which is on YouTube, uh, appears every Sunday, 8 to 10 p.m., pretty much 48 hours exactly from now. Uh, I hope to get that kill stream bump, too, after this. All right, now let me see. Let me check here. We were just going at a certain
0: person. We'll see. Okay, we're back. We were just uh, going at this. Uh, well,
1: Zionist financier. If you want to know the truth, who doesn't like me? Uh, I was into that. Uh, Gabe Hoffman. That that name sounds familiar. I think I've heard of him before. Uh, I I like to listen to Revenge of the Sis. Yes. And I believe uh merch from Revenge of the Sis had a, a history with him.
0: Yeah, he tried to ruin them, too. Uh, and he's he, he gets on some... First off, it's kind of weird because he's this millionaire hedge fund guy and he's always like involved in all this stream drama. I mean, it's my job. I host the kill stream, right? Like I'm always in the mix because this is what I do for a living. But it's this really rich Zionist Jew, to be honest, uh, and he, he gets involved in all this stream drama and if you don't go the way he wants you to go, which is pro-Zionist, um, he starts... Trying to dox you. He starts uh, dragging up stuff from your personal life, true or untrue. He doesn't really care. Starts trying to slime you. He pays other streamers, allegedly, uh, strong suspicion, uh, paying off other streamers to to attack you and go in on that front. Uh, and so he's a really nasty character. And, uh, yeah, he, he did that to Mersh in them. Uh, I want to say it was over the Dan Schneider stuff. I can't remember now. Uh, but
1: yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it. I've, I've known dudes like that. When I started getting into FM radio broadcasting in the early two thousands, two thousand tens, uh, there were several dudes that like tried to buy their way into just getting heat and uh, being online and being a broadcaster. They, I knew this guy. I don't I don't remember his name, but he used to try to snipe me away from whoever I was working at at the time to. To join his podcast network that nobody fucking listened to. Just a uber rich dude that fucking uh, had some scratch and was trying to buy his way into uh, internet stardom. And it, those, those are the ones that you got to fucking look out for. Some really, really, if you really, really want in the game and you can't get it on your own merits and being entertaining behind a microphone or whatever, you could never just buy your way into it. And those. Those are the kind of uber faggots that just, like, steer clear from them.
0: Yeah, and uh, also there's some rumble issues. I'm going to see if I can uh, fix that. Let me see for a sec. Um, Yeah, the stream's up on kick, so and the replay will have everything. I'm just making sure. Uh, Yeah, I think
1: I'm looking at the rumble stream right now, and it seems to be frozen, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, okay, now let me...
1: (sighs) let me refresh
0: quite strange that it happens right when i'm talking about gabe Hawk <laughs> uh okay now let me see is it still skipping okay i'm gonna All try right, I to
1: i got it to come back
0: okay yeah i'm looking at it but it looks like it might be skipping okay let me try to oh, of course you know it's funny it hasn't done this in weeks and literally we had right... uh,
1: Go ahead. dog shit um connection problems last time we spoke unfortunately yeah
0: well you know it's i've had this issue on and off in the fall and it didn't happen for weeks it hasn't happened since sometime in november i think and i was just thinking about that this morning while i was taking a shower i was like you know rumbles they must have fixed that well i guess they didn't
1: uh okay now, has, like i it's it's really hit or miss with me for them as far as reception of of content that i want to watch on there uh, sometimes it's great, and like I absolutely love what they're doing, providing an alternative to the the other platforms, uh, YouTube in particular. But I mean, if they were to put money into anything, I think it would be uh, undedossable servers or what's ever going on there because, like, sometimes it's just pretty shoddy,
0: yeah. Um, I love what they do, and I love they don't ever mess with me about the content of my streams or you know try to ban me. They did remove one stream one time, and I forget really? for what reason. For yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, but they didn't do anything, there was no strikes or any type of real penalty or whatever, right? Um, and that's rare. I've been in this business for a while now, and um. A lot of times that's the number one worry, right? Especially when you're this is your job and, you know, all of a sudden I used to be on YouTube for for instance and got banned and it's like, what are you going to do? And so that that's one great thing and, and they're really good uh, on that front, but there are some technical uh, issues here or there. Uh, yeah, growing
1: pains. I mean, it's to be expected when you're a new platform like that. But uh, again, just that because I ultimately think that uh, I'm going to end up exclusively on Rumble when I finally get banned off of YouTube. I used to watch you on YouTube all the time, and uh, you're one of the spicier sh- shows on YouTube And until yeah. you know the, the hens came home to roost on that, as they do with everybody. But um, I fully expect to lose my youtube channel eventually uh because we get into some shit that's really not youtube friendly which makes me think like uh, i almost expected it to happen before now and i don't know if it's an issue where youtube has uh kicked off all their like low to mid uh level content creators that they're almost thirsty for anybody who could possibly catch heat to stream on their, their website now. Uh, but there, there has to be something to account for why uh, I, in particular, haven't been kicked off of the website now because I, I've i almost made it a game to see, like, how far I could tow the line and actually maintain a channel on there. And it's... And I've, I've let a lot of shit slip. Uh, and I, I try to you know, do my content within the realm of YouTube's nebulous terms of service. But uh, I've also tried to kind of graze the belly of the beast and see uh, what might come in terms of strikes or warnings or anything like that. And so far, it's been surprisingly uh, without hiccup. So that, that just lends credence to maybe the possibility that they bit off more than they could chew with the whole censorship campaign and just getting rid of fucking everybody and uh i think the you know the street shitting youtube moderators kind of let what a lot, lot more go than they typically would have uh four or five years ago
0: i think that there's something to that uh at least the last year or so uh it seems like they let a little bit more go on youtube uh than they had been the years prior uh and it may be you know a lot of people have kind of Went away. Not that YouTube, I mean, they're still like the number one site in the world, number two, something like that. Um, but uh, they've lost some streaming talent to other platforms. Like you said, a lot of uh, mid tier people and, and stuff like that, and some big ones too. Uh, and so it does seem like there's almost a little like, uh, look the other way a little bit on some of this stuff now uh, and let them stay there. So I, I think you may be onto something uh, with that because it, it does I really, really
1: think seem to be stopping to that. Because initially, I mean, the basically the reason you're talking to me now is because you saw uh that parody song that i put out a few months ago which men can be women and uh there's a hard uh gay f slur slap dab in the middle of that bad boy uh when i when it started going viral i did have it up on youtube and it uh immediately fucking within a day blew up i think i uh privated it because I didn't want to lose my YouTube channel because I knew I was going to be streaming on YouTube. And uh I, I privated it at, at like uh twenty-three thousand views, something like that, and let it marinate in private mode for maybe a good month. And then uh just recently within the last few weeks, I put it back up. Just to see, because like I said, I like to test the the bounds of the current YouTube dynamic and see what what's going to get you popped, how far you could push it. And it's been up for, I think, a couple weeks now in its original form with uh, its, you know, uh, I could have just been a fag, that line <laughs> in the middle of it. And typically that would get you popped, but uh, nothing yet. I think that might have taken some heat off of it. Cause you know, they, they look at the analytics at a video like that and like, what's going on when this fucking thing uh, skyrockets for a second. Uh, not that they can't see it after you private it or anything like that, or they don't manually review it under those circumstances. But uh, in addition to what I said previously about them kind of feeling the burn uh, of, of a lot of people moving over, over to rumble. Uh, I think that has something to do with the fact that they're letting some shit go, but all my my tactics, as far as pushing things, as far as I can possibly possibly push them, uh, have worked out so far. It might <laughs> it might have something to do with um, you know I, I don't have a, a very large listenership at this point, uh, so therefore there's not a lot of people flagging the channel or anything like that. But uh, you know they, they they're artificial intelligence driven ability to point out words and shit like that to automatically flag stuff and bring it to the attention of the moderators is it's serious shit it's it's remarkable what they could do and somehow i've been able to fly under the radar maybe not so much that uh without them knowing at this point but yeah i still have a channel
0: yeah, and it definitely seems like it's uh, coordinated that some of this stuff is good. And again, I'm glad. Uh, now, they ban me. They can't let me back because it was such a. <laughs> I in mean, the Wall Street. Yeah, journal you're, all you're not getting back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they, won't, <laughs> they won't let me back. Um, but yeah, I, I do. Uh, I, I see friends and, and people, you know, guests, and you know, I consider you a friend, even though know, we talked that much besides all this. But. Um, you know, I, I'm glad when I see people are able to hang on YouTube and uh, it seems like there's a little bit less um, uh, enforcement there. Uh, for me, it's it's relying on other people posting my clips and stuff like that. They don't ban the right. clips. I just can't have my own channel, which is gay. But uh, you know, yeah, you're done you're on yeah, the list. You're never. Yeah, they that. won't ever let me back. Uh, but let me ask you this. You mentioned the Oliver Anthony parody, which we played last time you were on. Uh, what have you thought? Uh, I guess he's had a little bit of a fall. Uh, since then, and um, he yeah, did the picture his, last
1: week, say it again. Same, his 15 minutes are of fame are over, yeah. And yeah. you know, the, all the circumstances that led me to making that parody at the time, it was like a perfect storm of the fact that Elon had just taken over uh, Twitter. Uh, that I, like I said, I used to do parody songs on the radio all the time. And I quit right before the uh, height of cancel culture really started. Uh, quit. Bro- I used to have my own show back then too. Uh, quit broadcasting. Just uh, it, it. It wasn't worth it. I knew, in whatever capacity, I was going to do my content. I was eventually going to get popped and want to go a different direction in my life anyway. But uh, when when his song came out and the parody song lyrics entered my mind. Uh, that in conjunction with Elon taking over Twitter, uh, I just did it and it went fucking super viral. And I think you might have been uh, leading into the question of what other perhaps irons I have in the forge now, because I am absolutely due to do another parody song. And just like a quick note on parody songs, they, in my opinion, when it comes to broadcasting they're fucking corny for the most part. I mean, Weird Al is hilarious and all that kind of shit. But to heavily rely on like Stephen Crowder-style fucking parody songs is pretty gay, in my opinion. So when I do one, I, I only really want to pull the trigger on it when I know it's going to be completely provocative and it's going to work. Uh, that's why I did it with the last one. The current idea that I have... Um, Again, the target of my parody songs, if I make one, is always gonna be something that goes against the the narrative in this culture war because i I don't have the balls to uh, strap on some level four body armor and stick it to the the zog machine and and get something move the needle in terms of of uh what's befallen us in American society. All I could really do is maybe contribute to uh, a cultural impact some way with uh, with making songs that are provocative and uh what what would you think like if I had the next target uh what what would you think that target would be if you were to analyze the current political landscape and say what what's the most hmm. sacred of cows right now what uh what do people in the elite establishment do not want you to broach when it comes to subject matter
0: well uh the i guess the thing that jumps out at me right off is kind of the topic we were talking about at the beginning um (laughs) anti-zionism uh but that might be a little too risky uh if you if you're saying a parody about that uh but that would definitely be one uh i'm trying to think she already hit the tranny thing um but, uh, you know, you see the furor uh, about even just free speech on campus now and, you know, conflating. I'm not anti-Jewish, to be clear, uh, but I, I'm staunchly anti-Zionist. Uh, and you see this shift. You, you know, you see Nikki Haley at the debate, which we could talk about that, too, in a minute. Um, you know, trying to that say that funny. anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism and, you know, trying to conflate these issues. Uh, I see that as a as a big push. I think that's kind that, of the third round.
1: Actually, the best answer—the uh, whole J subject—is at the pinnacle of the uh, sacred cow uh, pyramid, if you will. This one that I'm thinking is maybe a lot notch below, but still dovetails into that, uh, and it seriously makes me—I'm—I'm uh, I'm thinking of pulling the ejection lever on this this project because I've—I've I've never been afraid to make a parody song uh if you take the tranny song as an example what am i going to have a bunch of leftists and trannies angry at me on the internet i mean i'm i'm enough of a self-sustaining person that that doesn't bother me whatsoever uh when i say i'm legitimately scared to do this next thing and i'm kind of like roger rabbit in the sense that you know if you tell me not to do something, if you give me a shave and a haircut, I got to go two bits. That's all, all I'm thinking about. Uh, January 6th is the the kind of like insurrection and toppling and uh, uh, a stolen government is what I'm thinking. I, I really want to do a song in in that wheelhouse. And frankly, uh, I'm I'm nervous to do it. Uh, the the ideas that have been mulling around in my head um, have, I mean, in this current climate, we just got, I think, good news, by the way, Owen Schroyer is out of free speech jail, which is excellent. Uh, but who was the, and maybe you could, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it was another dude that got some kind of exorbitant, ridiculously long prison sentence, like 20 years or something like that. I'm not familiar with who it was. Do do you know who I'm talking Uh, about?
0: Yeah, that was the head of the, Uh, um, fuck. What was that? The Oath Keepers.
1: I forgot his name, but yeah, he got 20 years. Yeah. But we've seen how the, the DOJ will we'll put you in jail for your speech at this point. The first amendment uh, fundamentally is kind of dead in the United States. The rule of law uh, and justice being blind is absolutely dead in the United States. And uh, I'm scared to do this one, frankly. Um, yeah, but I have, I have a pretty funny fucking great idea that I think would go over. Uh, I mean, from a virality standpoint and, uh, uh, being funny and topical standpoint, I have no uh, anything but great expectations for it. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm a father, a family man, and I'm honestly terrified at the thought of being put in prison for doing a fucking parody song and getting clicks on the Internet, which I think is, as we've seen, like is an actual uh, possibility these days. Um, but I'm gonna ask you. I got uh, I really want your input on this, and you know, I mentioned that uh, you've been in the game uh, a lot more stringently than I have, especially as of late. Uh, I think your fingers on the pulse of maybe the just the legality and uh, just you're, you're better suited to ask, answer this question than, than I am. It's, it's possible that I could be just being a complete pussy at this point. Um, and maybe I've even considered like, uh, you know, Rick, Nick Ricada, and maybe somebody in that realm has a constitutional lawyer that I could hook up with, uh, before and listen to this thing beforehand. But all that to say, I I can, if it would be okay with you, I have just a a small chunk of, like, the chorus of it that might get the idea across enough. If I could play it on your show and uh, maybe you could tell me, you know, immediately Caesar style, thumbs up, thumbs down, don't fucking do it. Uh, I know you mentioned, like, the – I want you to pretend. I know we're just internet acquaintances, but look at this through the lens if you could of uh you actually being my friend and sure. uh fearing for my safety <laughs> all right and now can team. i would love to now can you pump it over the the audio yeah, yeah i can get okay. it uh, to go into the audio now a thing with parody songs is uh to kind of break down the fourth wall i guess um the the base song that you use uh, the the tone of it, the um, the spirit of the song in juxtaposition with the content of it is a big part of how funny it is. So like with the the Oliver Anthony tune, uh, it's it's a very serious, somber working man's, uh, kind of ballad or whatever and it gets turned into a, a stinky fake pussyhole mm-hmm. song that's that juxtaposition is part of what makes it uh makes it funny. This I'm sure everybody is familiar with uh R. Kelly's uh what is it called? Uh ignition. It was a banger back in the day. It's a remix play... to
0: ignition hot and fresh out the Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Everybody <laughs> knows this, yeah. right? They why they say it all okay That's fucking Excellent song, everybody knows about that. Uh, this is one of those instances where some lyrics just popped in my head. And again, when the target is January 6th, I'm gonna play for you just a and this is a kill stream exclusive. Nobody has heard this from me. This is a work in progress. Uh, please, please don't be. I know the kill stream listeners are on another level. When it comes to the dissident right, you guys aren't going to do any faggot shit like distribute this or anything. No. This is just for you guys to judge uh, whether or not I should pull the trigger on this project. You're just fucking what I'm really thinking about doing is just bailing on it because again, <laughs> I don't want I don't want to go to jail. Uh, just listen to the lyrics and tell me uh, if your immediate reaction is uh, go no go uh, pull pull the plug on this. It might be a little too spicy uh, or continue onward. So here we go. They stole the fucking election. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) A little bit on the nose. I know. Um, You might have thought I was talking up my apprehensions, but, uh, you know, if you're going to go, you got to go. And I want to go with this one. I don't know if it's a good idea. Um. (laughs) Well,
0: I, it certainly has some, uh, it's certainly catchy. Uh, I'll, I'll say a chat is in
1: favor of it, uh, I have to say. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that they are. Uh, <laughs> and I think that was uh, going to adhere to those uh, parameters that I laid out for you. Pretend like you're my friend and you don't want to see the father of my children hauled off for uh, a dumb internet bit but um i don't know what did, what what is your initial reaction to the prospect of me moving forward with it i
0: mean well if you want to <laughs> cause some buzz uh I, I think that would certainly do it i do uh think that there's a strong protection uh, in the in the constitution supreme court um has ruled satires it's just a really strong protection for satirical <laughs> speech
1: that that would cover you but like i mean we have tangible examples these days where all that is just thrown out the fucking window and really the, I mean I could come up with another idea and uh, probably not get as much buzz I mean I'm, I'm not worried about uh, this thing popping off and getting big but what I am worried about is um, the the rule of law and the constitution seems suspended these days and that's why I ask maybe you know I've thought about it too like I, I know you can't incite violence that's a a thing, and and that song absolutely does not do that. Uh, I can't really remember the lyrics off the top of my head, but I don't like call for uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi to get Minecrafted or anything like that. Uh, January 6 could be a neb. It's there's been bill- millions of January sixes. There, that could be referring to a different January six uh bringing your gun someplace is not necessarily uh an illegal act um i i know well enough not to explicitly cross the line so to speak but that's why you know i'm I'm reaching out to you maybe you have somebody that you could hook me up with that i could send the finished product to and uh maybe pay a buck or two as far as a retainer goes and make sure that uh I don't spend the rest of my life in prison. <laughs> yeah. And
0: I could definitely uh, probably help you out with that or maybe try to get Brick to take a look or somebody he knows. Um, I, I wouldn't Chad's going to get mad at me. I wouldn't put it out if it was me singing it uh, just yeah. because not necessarily because of the jail time, but they'll definitely try to ruin your life. Probably. Uh, if, yeah. if you put that out, um, that being said, I I do think it's protected speech, uh, in, in theory that's protected satirical speech. Uh, so I don't think they could put you in jail for it. Um,
1: but you wouldn't think so.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't think so. Uh, at least, um, but I'm I'm a little bit cautious when it comes to that final final frontier of, of joke. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it depends on how much you want to protect yourself.
1: Uh, it's a sticky little thicket, isn't it? It's a persnickety thicket to uh, to the, the prospect of putting this one out. I don't know. I know. Uh, I can't rely on your chat to well, give me the season yeah. thumbs up and thumbs down. I know. Like if I was watching some asshole on the internet that I didn't know or care about, I'd be like, yeah, fucking go for it, bro. I want to hear it. Uh, but that is the only thing that is keeping me from pulling the trigger on that. Uh, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm legitimately scared of and call me a pussy all you want. No. Like I have people no. that depend on me Um this, it's a scary time that we live in when it comes to the degradation of our, our First Amendment, but I guess that's why they uh, they put the second one in there, too, and that, that song is kind of uh, perhaps allegedly inferring about that. I don't know. Don't yeah, take my word on I, it. Yeah,
0: you know, satire yeah. satir is eye beholder, right? Um, but I... Yeah, I... I like it. I mean, I, I think it's definitely. I'd like to hear the rest of the song too, because I'm like, oh shit. If he says it in the chorus, like, what are the, what are the explicit lyrics gonna be like? Um, I, I definitely. I don't know. It's something you gotta be careful with. You already know that, right? Like you already told yeah, me that. I know. And so, I
1: really don't know what to do, but maybe something that could push me into either direction. You know, I'm not I'm not laying all this on at your feet. I know you're you're obviously good at networking since you reached out to me in the first place. Uh, you know a lot of people, and if uh, if maybe you could find somebody that could possibly help me with this that would be much appreciated Yeah, definitely uh
0: and just remind me in dms and and i'll see what i can do uh, on that dick Masterson uh, is another guy not a lawyer but um knows legal people and very well versed in uh speech law uh, and stuff like that but yeah i have some people i could probably uh, have a look at it um i I don't know if it would run a foul on Twitter or not. You know, they kind of got a mostly I think free Twitter man. would let it go. I think to be so honest too. with you. I think so, too. Uh,
1: Elon really, I don't know. The whole Alex Jones thing just splits me when it comes to Elon. Uh, Twitter has objectively become way more awesome since he took it over. Uh, and, you know, in light of recent happenings with Alex going on Tucker, I think he's going to let him back on. But that's always been a point of contention with me when it comes to, you know, whether we can trust that man, Elon Musk uh, or not, because of the fact that for bullshit reasons, uh, in my opinion, he decided to ban Alex Jones. I think he the original citement was something like uh, I had a kid die and uh, he died in my arms so I empathize with the victims of Sandy Hook but I think even his wife tweeted out like uh, that kid didn't die in your arms she died in my arms you're full of shit um, so that's that's on shaky ground that reasoning in the first place uh, I could almost problem, uh, promise you that you know Elon Musk is a businessman he wants to make money uh, He's you saw how he Bent the knee when it came to the J stuff. Uh, he came out. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you covered this on the show. I don't know if you did or not, but he quote tweeted that guy. Um, somebody with a triple parentheses style ha- Twitter handle yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is already just uh, quote tweeting. Anybody like that is a pretty fucking bold move, but he acknowledged like uh, the propagation of white genocide on behalf of Jews, going beyond just that of extreme uh, institutions like the ADL, I think the tweet had something to the effect of, uh, "Yeah, the the ADL is one of the uh, maybe purveyors of that kind of anti-white propaganda, but uh, it it does not. It's not limited to just them when it comes to the Jewish community." Which is fucking, it's pretty fucking bold to say something like that when you are the owner of Twitter. But I think on, we saw that he came out re, uh, after that with the bending of the knee saying the, from the river to the sea is considered genocidal. You know, it's, it's so wishy-washy with him. Um, is Twitter uh, objectively better since he took it over? Absolutely. Now, I mean, that's one of the things that got me back on the internet is him taking that back over. Um, but is he possibly in some capacity still controlled opposition? Uh, I'm I'm pretty confident that he is based on some of his actions recently.
0: Uh, Elon, well, yeah, I mean, he almost has to be, right? He's like... <laughs> he's the richest guy in the world. <laughs> like he has to play ball. And, you know, he went over there and bowed down to Netanyahu and, you know, I know, why he did, right. He was catching so much heat because of that reply. Um, but it was kind of embarrassing really, uh, the way he just, and then he banned the phrase river to the sea, which is actually taken from, a. it's a play on what the Leku party charter says
1: yeah, about Israel. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: everything is like that, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. know this. What, what is Twitter's gotten better? Or, yeah, go. Ahead. Going and kissing the wall, shit. Like, is that is just? It's so striking to me that consistently every single fucking leader, even my, I'm I'm a Floridian. My fucking, go- what is the governor of Florida doing? Going over there and flagrantly doing the kiss the wall bit. Like it's it's striking to me how brazen the the situation is like they they're supposed to be the the purveyors of cultural manipulation and just the most genius tribe on the planet when it comes to fooling people it just seems so obvious to me and i think it seems so obvious to many other people what's going on and that you know I think real anti-Semitism does exist. I have uh Jewish friends and even Jewish family. I'm not Jewish myself, but I have through marriage people very close to me that are in the tribe. And they're fucking awesome. I, I love them to death. So like to say that all of them are this way, you know, it's uh it's objectively not true. And I always have to adhere to the truth, but the noticing is just unstoppable and it's just been decades (laughs) of noticing i agree with that
0: uh and you know like yeah i've We've had Jewish guests on the show, Jewish people I know. Uh, You know, it's not personal. It's a political thing for me. Um, And, you know, they're trying to conflate the two issues. uh, And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, where if you're anti Zionist, you must be anti-Jew. Or you make this joke, you must hate Jews or something like that. It's like, no, not at all. Um, It's always uh, split for me. Um, but they, they really want to conflate those those two issues. Uh, Gabe Hoffman, for instance, uh, the guy I was talking about earlier, and people of that no- nature, and elected officials, and Nikki Haley, you know, running for president. Uh, there's a huge push for it, uh, and the media, too. Uh, if you if you watch the media, you would think it's just lockstep support for Israel amongst the populace, and it's not. Uh, there's even polling that shows that, uh, that things have changed a lot. And um, a lot of that anti-foreign involvement sentiment has kind of spread over to Israel uh, as well, and I think they can thank Ukraine for a lot of that uh, because um, a lot of people, uh, especially on the right, but even on the left, are like, okay, this Ukraine thing, like, what the fuck? Like, why are we involved in this? Uh, and I think the, the Israeli... Conflagration coming right on the heels of that. There's also people saying, "Well, why is this different? Uh, you know, we don't really need to be involved in this. Why, uh, you know, why are we?" Uh, and so, yeah, I think it as is at an all-time high during my life. And and I was a guy. I remember I even said a few months ago, I was like, "Oh, maybe 10, 20 years down the line, you know, maybe you know the the paradigm will shift." Well, the paradigm's kind of shifted now. They want to shut mm-hmm. down fucking TikTok. Literally, Nick Haley said, we need to shut it down because if you watch TikTok, you become anti-Semitic, which is retarded. Uh, But even if it was true, I don't give a fuck. You you don't shut down a social media service because, um, you know, it's changing people's mind in a way that you don't agree with. We need to shut down the U.S. Congress before we shut down TikTok. Like, fuck this. It's just ridiculous on every single level. Free speech out the window, uh, and it's, you know, we had a guest, I um, can't remember who said this uh, recently, but uh, I think it was, who was on last night? I can't remember, but um, they said it's so funny. Oh, it was, I think it was Amy uh, Therese, actually, and she was more of a pro Zionist right. position last night, but she said, you know, it's funny how they've said all this anti-white stuff, for years and years and just to an insane level and burnt down half the country and, and all this, I mean, not literally, but you know, a ton of riots and actual murdering and the killing over George Floyd and all that stuff. Uh, and it's funny how, you know, it was still cool to say, fuck whitey. It was still cool to say all this anti white stuff, but, but by God, don't say any anti Zionist stuff. Don't say any anti-Jew stuff. Like we need resolutions in Congress and we need, uh, to shut down college campuses and fire these university presidents. I mean, it's it's mental, uh, and I think one of the reasons you're seeing this uh, such a harsh uh, reaction from them is because they see that paradigm shift.
1: Yeah, they absolutely see it. I mean, it's it's stark the difference in support by proxy support for Israel uh, now compared to say pre 11 I mean, I had I was just getting into. My political consciousness then, but I remember every single, and it's it's still that to some extent today. But every single conservative, uh, just sucking the dick of Israel for and inexplicable reasons. I know the tropes, like they're our fucking greatest ally. They and I, I think we've uh the what you look at today. Like I was actually taken aback by how many people just aren't buying the bullshit today. Like, it, it really is amazing the pushback uh, and the anti-war narrative as compared to what it was uh, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, I, I guess a white pill to take, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm personally fucking under, you know, every single war that has taken place during my existence has been a false flag created bullshit war that has, has done zero for the American people um, zero for uh, our interests, our personal interest. And along with that, with every single one we've seen our debt grow larger while our quality of life diminishes. And I think the, the rubber has really met the road in terms of, Having decade upon decade of seeing uh, wars for Israel, wars for nefarious means taken place, and the the constant war drum banging of the, the the Nikki Haleys of yesteryear, which were the Dick Cheneys and the the George W. Bush's and you know people on the other side of the aisle. We've seen the fruits of these trees, and it's gotten us nowhere time and time again quality of life is diminished everything's more expensive and when it comes to the the heart of what uh what plagues us i really think it is the war effort the military industrial complex the uh i believe what eisenhower uh warned us against it's it seems that the banks are for the wars the largest corporations are for the wars and we get we get left with the bill and the bill comes in the form of deflated currency and inflated debt and you know even uninformed voters even non-political thinkers have felt the rub for so long that it it manifested into what we have today where you know not 100% of conservatives, not 100% of people are going to look at another war for Israel as in our interest just because our leaders say it is on both sides of the aisle. Shit fucking sucks right now. It really sucks. And as on on top piled up on all the, the problems that we already have, uh, especially in the wake of like Afghanistan and Iraq. That obviously did nothing for us. Everything's gotten shittier and shittier. What even even dumb people, even complete normies who are apolitical, are are coming out as at least anti-Zionist. If um, if not, somewhat anti-Semitic. You see it in like uh, black people beating up Jews in New York and shit. They're taking out. Uh, years of frustration from watching their their communities get bought up the the reverse gentrification uh the inflation uh getting poorer and poorer and poorer when you know they're they're one of the bastions of the left you you always see uh jewish individuals uh calling for black people and minorities to continue to vote for democrats I think it's just a culmination of all these things, seeing everything getting crappy, uh, and asking for yet another war after we are just coming out of Ukraine. It, it's it's obvious why people aren't uh, going along with it as they would have previously thought it was so easy to get them to go along with. Uh, Is somewhat of a white pill, you know. It's not so much of a white pill that I think. Uh, we, the good guys or whoever the good guys are, are going to win, but, uh, it's at least heartening to see people not bang for blood for brown people that we have nothing to do with and never did anything to us.
0: Agree on all fronts. I will say, yeah, it's a white pill. I mean, they still control all the levers of power and all the money, uh, and all that stuff. So, I mean, there's a long ways to go, but yeah, I take it as a white pill, uh, as well, and you also hit on something important. I, I do think it's it's the times uh, and the inflation and just how hard things are and how I, I mean America's been losing, in my opinion, for 30 or 40 years. Uh, and maybe it's just a, you know it was just getting started at the beginning. And the 90s were great, but looking back, the 90s were a complete. And I love the 90s. Uh, you know, I, mean, I was a kid during the 90s, and I still identify with that time a lot. Uh, but looking back, that was a, a smokescreen, really. Yeah. Uh, and You know, specifically, though, since 9-11. It's been nothing but else. Uh, And Congress can't get anything done, and it's always some bullshit going on, and nobody likes politicians in the first place. And you look, and it's like, oh, we need to do this, this, and that for Israel. It's like, what? You know, okay, this thing's out of hand. Our country is just about completely fucking done, and nobody has any answers to do anything about it. And, yeah, I think a lot of it is like, you know what, fuck this. Even whether they have strongly held beliefs about, like... Um, anti-Zionist uh, political thought. It's more of like, look, no, I'm sick of this, right? We need to help ourselves. Uh, and so it, it has been a white pill. By the right. way, I saw this super chat earlier, and I meant to get it in. Uh, Wolf says, I know a certain J6 patriot who would probably love to collab on a parody song just like this. Uh, and he was talking about uh, Baked Alaska, actually. Uh, and, yeah, he probably would be.
1: Say it, say it again. Uh, I don't it. know if I work with uh, alleged feds, though. Oh, kind of, well,
0: <laughs> you know, I I don't think he did did that, but I I, I did see. I know I do know that uh, he catches some heat uh, on that front. Uh, and I saw a clip yesterday. I didn't play it on the show, but some streamer was fucking with him over. That's there. a
1: joke. I I find it kind of disgusting the proclivity to throw the the fed word around. Uh, because so, one of the things like my content. Is uh, I I can't say there's a single core to my content. If there was a core to my content, it would be to make you fucking laugh and to give you uh, something to look forward to amidst all this this pain and hell. But uh, the what made the left so disgusting and faggy and retarded? There were plenty. There always have been. There still are plenty of people with reasonable stances on the left. But for so long. They, they, they didn't stand up against their own. They didn't police or call out their own when uh, the constant harping on racism uh, and then evolved into cutting kids' dicks off and then evolved into men having babies. Like, there should have been more voices on the left saying, this is fucking gay and stupid. What are we doing here? And I kind of, uh, to, to the detriment of my numbers have done that uh, when it comes to the dissonant right. I mean, uh, when we do gay shit, I think it should be called out. I think we should police our own. I think uh, uh, immediately, like, I got uh, with the The Witch Men Could Be Women tranny song. Uh, every Tom McDonald red hat wearing motherfucker was in, in my DMs, and I had them eating out of the palm of my hand. And the second that I, you know today just to preface this i probably still will vote for trump on the small chance that he could put a few more bucks in my pocket i don't think anything's gonna happen uh other than that but the fundamental problems of america when it comes to how he touted the vax uh despite empirical evidence how he didn't pardon julius julian assange how when uh in in the 2016 debates what really got me to to stand behind Trump is he said, uh, we're going to reopen. I don't know if you remember this. He said, we're going to reopen an independent investigation into what really fucking happened in 9 And I was like, fuck, yeah. Like, we're getting at the fucking root of the problems. We're really going to fucking expose the deep state state and the corruption that's at the heart. And, like, we don't even have a fucking wall, bro. The street shitters kept him off of Twitter. Like, what do you think he's really going to do when faced with these seemingly insurmountable problems? Like, I'm not saying don't have hope. I know uh, a lot of people deemed me a doomer, my last uh, appearance on here, to an extent. That's absolutely true. But all that to say, like, I think we need to kind of be a little bit more and Coulter. When it comes to people on our side, our supposed side, side in quotes, and that keeps it more clean, that keeps it more morally consistent, you know, I I know that we're all human beings and we can't expect uh, absolute perfe- uh, perfection, but, you know, just some of these glaring things, uh, I, I really shooed a lot of people that probably would be listening to me this very day. Uh, away just because i know it's the fucking truth and um i don't regret it you know i could sleep well at night knowing that when i do an episode of the ryan harkness show it's it's mostly going to be lighthearted. i try to get as least political as i absolutely have to be but i i have to be sometimes uh, but when i am i i know i'm going to be morally consistent and i think that uh that that keeps you i don't know how ben shapiro can sleep at night when he uh slings ham during a commercial right before he and i learned this on your show the other day it was a a replay from a couple days ago ben shapiro uh in the middle of explaining how anti-semitism is on the rise uh hamas is going to exterminate the jewish race but first let me tell you about uh, Butt Cheek Farm's Spiraled Ham. That's right, Goyam. You love with your green eggs to uh, enjoy some ham. I know that it's not kosher, but I don't mind slinging this goy slop to you guys. It was just fucking... I mean, have you no inner monologue to say, hey, you, you got a fucking yarmulke on your head and you're slinging ham? And that's that's what a lot of... Uh, right-wing commentary has become that's i mean the vast majority of the dollars when it comes to that are those kinds of content creators and it's just fucking it grosses me out it sucks dick it's not fun it's not funny and uh my show and my content i and yours as well i i think we deliver uh, something different and something that adheres a bit more to the truth, which is is the way to go, in my opinion. We're not going to top the charts as far as numbers go, uh, going this way, slinging ham to the goyim. But at the same time, uh, I think you know, like I said, I could I could sleep a lot better at night, not just uh, not just having that what came out of my mouth mulling over and over and over in in my unconsciousness. Uh, just selling people bullshit to make money.
0: It was so startling. It was so startling that I almost didn't even, at first, uh, of course, I'm listening to Ben's you know, babbling bullshit, and we do that sometimes. And then I almost didn't even catch it. And, and somebody mentioned in chat, and, like it was just because he's ah, 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 like this. And that was just, a
1: good moment on your behalf too, yeah. the, the way yeah. it kind of brushed over you because it was yeah. so preposterous. And then you, the realization came to you. I saw that on air, which was fucking... Which made the the segment hilarious when you put, figured out what the fuck was going on and then... Uh, well, yeah, because we at doing. first
0: it just, like, goes by. Like, it's, like, a surreal. Like, I almost don't even absorb it. And then I catch it, I'm like, this motherfucker's <laughs> selling ham. Literally use code Shapiro at the Goy ham store. Like, I mean... It's one thing to sell pillows and all this other shit. Like, okay, fine. But, Matt, like, I don't know. It was startling, And then you're what like, could, what won't he sell?
1: What are what could be archetypically worse than that for uh, a Jewish bullshit salesman to sell? And I I can't think of anything more apropos or unapropos rather than fucking ham. It's, it was preposterous, but hilarious.
0: Yeah, it was hilarious. And, I mean... You know it, it would be like me selling menorahs or something like I, you know <laughs> what i mean like uh, i used cobalt promo code ralph at the great menorah store like i don't know exactly. if he's selling ham it's like and it's so jarring too because the content of his video and then he just sells ham in the middle of it and goes back i'm like
1: and then goes oh back heck, into anti-semitism yeah
0: it's like it's preposterous. It's like a comedy skit. It's like SNL when it needs to be funny or something, right? Like I'm like, what even just happened here? Yeah, it was it was bizarre. It made watching that video worth it because a lot of times we go through his shit just to see what you know he's lost his mind. Not that he had much of like restraint before, uh, but he's just this thing in gauze is just completely yeah, melted it's a, his he's mind.
1: Deep with it, like yeah, straight up advocating for murdering children (laughs) yeah
0: he's just completely lost it uh in every way whatsoever uh i'm trying to think about there was some other topic i wanted to hit with you too um what was it i can't remember now um the debate Oh, oh trump's gonna win the the nomination i think unless they take him off the field somehow um what did you think about the debate? Uh, who stood out to you as, as the best? And if you saw it. Well,
1: obviously Vivek, and yeah. I, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. I mean, because I got fooled by the man, the fucking man with the plan uh, back in 2016. Uh, not saying Trump didn't do and is capable of uh, improving things, but like the the real fundamental things, like I said, the, uh, the whole... Not building a wall and not reopening the 9/11 investigation thing. Like, I mean, I'm gonna vote for him again because what what the fuck else are you gonna do? Vote for Vivek because he's saying the stuff that he did in 2016? No, probably not. There's no chance. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, uh, the the street shitter was funny. <laughs> I like what he <laughs> say. He made me laugh and uh, and I like what he says. and Maybe you know. Under different circumstances, he would be uh, somewhat of a, a decent candidate. Um, I I got excited, uh, embarrassingly so, when I before Ron DeSantis uh, announced his uh, potential candidacy. I mean, I'm am a Floridian that lived through COVID. I'm like this this nigga is the shit. Like we we have a high quality of life here. He didn't fall for practically any of the bullshit. And then he just shit his pants the the second that he started his campaign. I don't know if he, he spoke with the wrong people objectively. Like he is not a charismatic guy. He's very awkward. Uh, He, he clearly compensates for a lot of that awkward shit with the high heels and the uh, bad smile and, and all that shit. But uh, he lost, uh my gusto uh a while ago when he started his campaign but the the debate was funny uh seeing Vivek shit on Nikki Haley and uh pointing out the the look on her face sincerely when it was setting in that she did she probably couldn't name one province in Ukraine, <sighs> let alone three. I mean that that was a stroke of genius on behalf of uh Vivek, the there. It was funny as fuck.
0: Yeah, you know, um, no, uh, in in a way, it's like it, oh, it's 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 a cheaper tactic, but it's so it's so brilliant. Uh, and she clearly didn't know, uh, right? I had somebody say, "Well, maybe she knew and she just wouldn't respond to him. I was like, "No, if she knew, she would have rolled them
1: off." She so would respond quick. to me. She would have rolled
0: them three off, and not literally flipped them off, but basically a fuck you. Uh, at the time, um, but yeah, that was hilarious. I, I love Vivek again. Yeah, he's it's funny because there's other white candidates on stage, not Nikki, um, but um, they don't ever say
1: anything. He even talked about the great replacement theory. Yeah, I mean, he says some fucking dope base shit. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, I think ultimately, I mean, you got to think of why, why haven't we seen a candidate uh, I've, I've in my mind, like fantasized about running for office, uh, not in any realistic terms. I know it's, it's a silly thing to think, but I think the only way that any of these things are going to fundamentally change is if we get a regular ham and egg eaten nigga in, in office, like somebody who has owned a, a small business is not tied to, petroleum companies or this or that like I want a a fucking plumber with an itchy asshole who has had a divorce and uh, custody of one kid to be the president of the United States I want somebody who has uh, the the fate and the fucking inflation and just felt the burn and the hatred that I do for the establishment in the presidency that's not Donald Trump I mean he's he's fucking in he's in the club. He's been in the club for a while. He's fundamentally a Democrat, if you you think about it. Um not to say that he's not our brightest, unfortunately, glimmer of hope. But uh yeah, I wanna see a guy named Ron Paul actually be the president. <laughs> <laughs> rather, you know, just a, a regular dude, uh, and they they have no chance because the system is built to where those type of people have no chance. And I think, I really think, um, Trump probably got that, that talk, you know, the, uh, the different, who was that, that did that comedy bit? Like they show, show the president, a uh, shot of the Zapruder film from a different angle. I have suspicions that he did get that talk. Like some of the stuff that he knew was going to piss off his base and went along with anyway, such as the vaccine. Um, yeah, I think I think if you really are in a position to, and I think you could do it as the president. I think I this is what I think. You're the commander in chief of the military. This is uh, Ryan Harkness for president, uh, 2024. Uh, on day one, I would. Uh, take all the military resources that i could possibly muster uh mainly from pulling them out of places that we don't need to be and i would have them become construction workers and security guards on the border on both the uh the south side and the north side i'd have our military build a wall and then uh to be frank i would probably declare war On the deep state. You could declare war as the president of the United States and your commander in chief, and you could implement military action however you please without the consent of Congress. So I would declare it a state of the emergency, and I would uh I would use the military in any way that I could to make things better here in the United States. And uh I think if somebody were to come out and say that you would get a bullet in your head or a, you know, a zap from the heart attack gun or, uh, whatever they have.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. A little polonium tea or something like that. The Cody with a super chat, uh, says ham company sales department, show status over 9,000 for that one. Absolute legend. Uh yeah, I think that. I wonder if. Oh wait, wait! You won't believe this. What if we, what if we get Ben Shapiro
1: to sell our ham? Oh, hold on, probably maybe one of his fellow. Um... You're making fun of us with that. He's yes. making. fun of us. That's that's blatant mockery. I mean, there's no way that how much money could he have possibly gotten from the ham sponsorship? Yeah, no, that, know, that's not know. a blip yeah. on uh Ben Shapiro's radar as far as money goes. He makes money ham, ham over fist. And when he was giving that ham proposal, whatever it is that makes these people tick in the way that they do, he was like, you know, the money ain't that great, but I'm just going to fucking rub it in. I'm going to rub that fucking ham grease into the the situation that I'm perpetuating. I 100% agree with that. They, they mock us to our faces with shit like that. And uh, it, it saddens me that... You know, the the listenership and the dollars that are putting in to those establishments like his his network and many others that are like it aren't distributed because of people's comments. Because, you know, I I share in common with the with Ben Shapiro listeners, the. Uh, plight that I'm unhappy with America is and I'm disgusted with the way things are going. I mean, ultimately, we we really are all on the same team when it comes to that. But just the fucking how many fishing lines that those people throw out that people gulp, gulp down the bait. It's just it's mind boggling to think, like, what would it be like if people woke up just enough to uh send those dollars and i don't even want to make it about the dollars but send those dollars to to the kill stream or to you know alex jones even it would it would be a uh, a complete paradigm shift as compared to what we see now and this is what really what blackpills me is just the sheer amount of i guess boomers and fucking retards That are going to be keep us trapped in the system of perpetually running in the wrong direction because, you know, Ben Shapiro or Steven Crowder says a handful of things that they like and they agree with.
0: Yeah, I, I agree totally with that take all the way through, uh, and I do think it was Shapiro because he doesn't need that money. It was peanuts for him. No. Uh, yeah, and, and if you're looking at it, you would say, "No, I'm I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm a hardcore Zionist. What am I doing selling ham? No, get me a different sponsor. Unless you got a sick kick out of it, right? It's like
1: oh, yeah. you get a sick kick out of it. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, I um, mean he he yeah. got off on on slinging ham." That's right. He gets
0: off on slanging (laughs) ham. It's
1: it's fucked up. I mean, it's it's fucked up from a Jewish standpoint. I agree. Like if you that's that's not kosher activity. Uh, Forget eating ham or doing anything with ham. Just like say you are a religious Jew. Say you are a real fucking what Ben Shapiro pretends to be. Like I have to even think, as uh, we all know who those people are, but even when that proposition is brought to uh to you to sell ham on your fucking uh radio show that you harp about anti-Semitism on. It's just I don't know. I'm not I'm not Jewish and that fucking grosses me out. I couldn't imagine any other reason to do that other than to Stick it up our asses. Maybe, maybe we deserve it at this point.
0: Well, uh,
1: in a way, we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we all share uh, a piece of the reason why, and I really believe that. I think, um, you know, it's it's pretty easy to point fingers and to blame some grandiose entity. For the evil that's taken place on the planet, uh, but I think we all really do share in little little drops in the bucket as far as shortcomings go to make the culmination of of what we see today um, being fooled, being uh, being subject to our biases, our our carnal wants and needs. I really do think that everybody on the planet who is unhappy with the way that things are going uh, shares a little bit of that, some in bigger ways than others. But uh, that's why I use humor as perhaps a coping mechanism to make up for my own guilt for why things are the way they that they are.
0: You gotta be able to laugh. You gotta be able to make a joke. Uh, you gotta that's be able to take a joke sometimes too. Right. Um, yeah, you gotta
1: be and I find the 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 ability to take a joke so fucking endearing. Like that's the that's the thing that I admire probably most in people. I had um, if you check out, go to youtube.com forward slash at harkness show. Check out the show uh not last week's, but the week before that. I had a transgendered individual reach out to me uh and say how much they appreciated the parody song as brutal as it was uh and what and I actually had them on my show uh and interviewed them and they said some some really surprising things to me uh about how uh she I'll use her prefer- preferred pronoun even though that she didn't uh ask that I do uh she likened me to like um People like Dave Chappelle, who are actually helping their their disposition rather than just shitting on them, because uh, the truth is the truth. And if if the trans community is just a monolith uh, in people's perception as these wacko faggots that uh, refuse to adhere to truth whatsoever, that's actually um, detrimental to them. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, is this tranny is pretty based in a lot of ways. (laughs) I, I recommend you go check out that interview, but, uh, it, it, it's a disservice to them to not be, and anybody else in any other group to not be able to laugh at yourself. And that, uh, the, the way he, she put that to me, like garnered, uh, an immense amount of respect from me for their ability or anybody's ability to, to take a joke. Um, It's just, it's one quality that I find since humor is so important to me to be so massively important to when, when you're over the barrel, it's your time to be the butt of the joke to, to fucking laugh at it. Um, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm thinking of a story where like the, to the extreme where I too was the butt of the joke and, uh, when you were talking about the, uh, who's the bitch that, that got shot earlier? From- uh, so it was, uh, Holly who's uh Hunter Avalon's
0: girlfriend and she broke up with her ex of years and like two weeks later was dating Hunter Avalon. She posted some stuff online and was going at her ex and well, he showed up with a shotgun. Uh, Oh, it was Hunter the Avalon. ex the shot her, Yeah. is yeah, what was, I thought. Yeah, it was the ex she's alive and everything, yeah. but you know, we were joking
1: so, like, when I was listening to that, and this kind of, excuse me, dovetails into, you know, the concept of of being okay with being the, the butt of a joke. Like, I was reminded of uh, about six years old, uh, six years old, six years ago, um, my marriage fell apart. My marriage at the time, uh, I found out that my wife at the time was fucking my son's uh, Little League coach. And, uh, Talk. I figured that out, but yeah, I, I, put two and two together, everything came to a head and I actually, um, I confronted her about that and we had the conversation. I remember, uh, very vividly cause this is like, uh, one of the most traumatic moments of my life. we were on the porch. Uh, I laid everything out and she had no, no choice, but to tell me the truth at that point. Uh, yeah. Uh, for probably a year. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I probably contributed to, I probably deserve to get cheated on, to be honest with you. And as, as you have time to grow and heal, uh, not in any kind of cuck way, you look back and see the, the shit you did and didn't do that, uh, maybe led to your downfall. But yeah, I, I learned, uh, that horrible, Horrible fact that my wife was fucking the Little League coach. And uh, what reminded me of that is the 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 homeboy shooting his girl. And at that point, like I, I felt, you know, that scene in Breaking Bad where uh, they they have like the ringing of the ears and you see white and shit like that. That actually happened to me. And I was thinking, I'm going to go up on the bedside and grab my AK-47 and just Minecraft everybody. That's what I was almost determined to do. And just then, at the lowest low part of my life, my son walked out on the porch and said, Mommy, are we going to go to Coach Whalen's house soon? And I found that. It was so cosmically hysterical that I just fucking I was crying, laughing like tears running down. And she was laughing, too, even though she knew I had a look in my face that said, I'm going to shoot you in the chest with an AK-47 and uh, maybe everybody else in this house. It was so comedically perfect. The timing of it, him coming out and saying that, that I had to crack up. It was fucking hysterical. And I was the butt of the joke. I was the fucking absolute ass end of the cosmic joke at that point. And that's the, the, the quintessential moment I look back in my life and realize, yeah, humor can fucking pull you out of some pretty dark places. Even when you are the fucking butt of the joke, maybe that makes it even funnier. And for that instance, like... It was fucking hilarious to me, even though it was sad, dark, awful. The the timing, which I can never replicate, was so fucking perfect in that moment. It made me basically believe that there is a God and God has a massively immense, perfect sense of humor. But it kept me from killing everybody in the house and myself. So that's that's the power of humor and uh that's why i find it so admirable when people uh when people are able to not not be doormats or anything like that but just find uh the the healing properties of of jokes and that's uh, these days that's you know they're taking a lot from us they're going to continue taking a lot from us we're in some very very dark times ahead of us but one thing that they cannot take from you unless you allow them, while they're dragging you off to the fucking gallows, you could look at them and ridicule them. You could mock them. You could laugh. You could throw up a fucking double tall man and fucking say suck my dick and laugh in their face. And the fact that they can't take that from you makes them more angry than anything. So uh, maybe I will do that song because that's the only recourse that I have.
0: Epic story there, I have to say. And that sounded, you know, it's like a dark comedy or something. You know, that's that's what you would write. And it's like all of a sudden, oh, the kid enters uh, stage right, walks out the door, and says, Are like, we going to coach house, coach house? Like it's literally like something you're going to see in a, in a dark comedy movie. Uh, and holy shit, that's one of the most poignant stories I think I've ever heard uh, on the kill stream. And I've done a lot of these shows and a lot of these interviews. Uh excellent appearance tonight, sir. I have to say. Now tell us where we can find you, where we can watch your show, uh, support your work, support your products, uh, projects, not products. We're not selling hams here. Uh, unless you have some products, then you can sell those too. Uh, but but uh tell us how they can support you and watch you. Uh and I'd yeah, love to sure. have you back on again soon. We, maybe we won't wait three months uh next time. Thank but- you
1: for uh letting me plug. I appreciate it. I hope if you guys enjoyed this conversation tonight. That you will check me out on Sunday evenings, 8 p.m. at. I got a thingy here. Let me pull it up. Uh, This is in poor taste. Ignore the super chat thing. But uh, follow me at Twitter on Ryan Harkness underscore. That's where I am most uh, engaged when it comes to social media. Uh, Where is my I don't know if I have a a fucking I thought I had the YouTube deal up there. So uh, follow me on Twitter on that for sure. And uh, check me out, youtube.com forward slash at Harkness show. You can see Harkness on the screen right now. It's like darkness with an H instead of a D, uh, unironically. Uh, yeah, we, we chop it up. Uh, it's just me trying to make light in these fucking dark times. And I think I do a pretty decent job at it. So I hope you uh, come check me out, 8 p.m.s Sunday nights on youtube.com forward slash at Harkness show.
0: Definitely check him out. It was a pleasure talking to you tonight. Uh, and you're one of those guys, you know, I didn't really have a, a list of talks. Now, a lot of times I'll do interviews like that, uh, but sometimes they go well, sometimes they don't. Uh, and you're one of those guys. I feel like I could just uh, almost throw anything out there. And you have a lot of life uh, stories. That last one still just blew my mind. Uh, and so uh, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I identify, uh, with a lot of stuff you talked about, uh, I think we're pretty much on the same page uh, on most every topic. Uh, so, thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on. I'd love to have you back again soon. And Merry Christmas once again, Ryan Harkness. Yeah, Merry
1: fucking Christmas, dude. Thank, for, uh, thank you for having me on. It's always fun. And uh, looking forward to doing it again sometime.
0: It was a pleasure, sir. You have a good one.
1: Good night. Good night.
0: Ryan Harkness here live on the kill stream.